I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Well, happy Saturday, I guess, is probably the first thing that we'll say to you. Welcome to the weekend. It is day five uh, of the review of the Boyle Sports Grand Slam of Darts, the Grand Slam Daily here from Online Darts, the only podcast, of course, giving you reaction, analysis, and debate every night of uh, this special tournament. So, Joel, I think Jack Gobbard and Phil Bars alongside you, as always, to talk through uh, another interesting day, gentlemen. It's probably the right thing we'll start. Uh, we'll, we'll say there, um, Gob. We shall. Uh, we shall start with you. Your overall impressions that we got the knockout stage in the way. It feels like the proper Grand Slam started now in a way. It does, and it's no surprise that over a significant different distance. I don't think there was that many shocks again. Proper darts, and it, it gives players that session where they can recover. Part of me genuinely believes that, all right, he didn't play very well and we're going back to it. But if Peter Wright's playing in a group stage where it's races to 10 and not races to five, I don't think he's not out. I don't think he's out of the tournament. So this is where the players really get a chance to sink their teeth into it. And um, it, it really showed for some people tonight. PB, your thoughts on it? Obviously, you've been interviewing the winners for us and we'll hear from them in just a second. Well, I say just a second across the uh, across the podcast tonight. Um, but uh, your, your overall takeaway from uh, the first day of the last 16? Uh, good. I think there was also some fatigue on show tonight. You could see that the players have been on the road for a long, long time and especially Johnny Clayton and Simon Whitlock because they obviously mm. played last night and then were thrown back in this evening. I thought those two in particular looked fatigued. But all in all, a damn good day of darts. Well, let's start off with the man who has hit another, yet another ton-plus average in this tournament. And for at one stage, was averaging 121. And after, I think it was eight legs, he was averaging over 116. In the end, it was just 103 average for Dimitri Vandenberg. Uh, 10-3 over Johnny Clayton. Uh, Phil, we'll start with you. You, you talked about there about the, the ferret looking, uh, looking a bit tired, but let's be honest about it. In that vein of form, I doubt many people would have stopped Dimitri Vandenberg. It would have been better had he been able to actually finish. Oh, Dimitri was, was brilliant. I'm not taking anything away from him whatsoever. But as I'm sure God will agree, it's also easier to be brilliant when there's nothing coming back at you. I agree. I dominated uni because I was just brilliant and everything else was crap. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. No, if, the, if any uni start player has ever listened to that, I'm getting slated. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. I can't wait for the comments tomorrow, mate. Yeah, but yeah, no, no, don't get wrong. Dimitri was brilliant and, I, and I'm not saying anything else, but when you're allowed to play, it makes it a lot easier as well. Yeah. Your, your thoughts, uh, Gob? Because, like you say, it was, it was an interesting day, I thought. Like, I, th- I thought it was an interesting game at one stage. I thought Dimi was going to run away with it. I was so surprised 
that uh, Clayton got it back to <laughs> got a Clayton got it back to three two after getting an absolute barrage in the first five legs. Yeah, I just look. I, I don't think Johnny was horrendous. Right? No, I don't think he was. He had spells and moments where he looked really good. I just think his grouping was was quite poor tonight. There were times where he had one in the treble and he only scored seventy. There was a lot of lateral movement, left to right, and he, he just needed to stay that little bit straighter. That, ups his average a little bit and gives him those few more opportunities that maybe would have kept him within touching distance of the performance that Demi put in tonight. Um, it's just too many loose darts from Johnny tonight. Let's hear then from Dimitri Vandenberg after his win. Here he is in his press conference. Congratulations, you're through to yet another TV quarterfinal, a 10-3 demolition job of Johnny Clayton. You must feel invincible right now. I did felt that way in like demolition this game uh, I also felt that here and there I had a few chances that I've thrown away and uh, also I can remember Johnny missing hearing about like one or two darts on the double and I took advantage of it uh, I'm, I'm so happy the way I've played and um, I definitely am keeping my uh, opponents under pressure and I hope I can continue this so uh, on to the next round and oh my god get in you know <laughs> get in <laughs> is it starting to feel like the match play all over again uh, for the moment, in the way I am performing on up that stage, I feel stronger than that. And I just hope I can keep continuing this because, you know, I always keep saying, and I'll never forget this, I always keep saying, I am just a human. And the way at the moment I am playing this tournament, I'm playing like a machine as if I can't miss. So I just really hope that this is my new standard or at least this is this is what I can do at any time against anyone doesn't matter who my opponent is and I just hope I really can continue this game I really do Was your form at the World Cup and Kim's words to you a bit of a wake up call has it reset you for this week? I don't actually know why I performed the way I performed this year at the World Cup because I know my previous years when I played with uh, Kim for the Belgium uh, country the Belgium team I performed very well and very strong and this year seemed to be off and I didn't do anything different. Like I've used the same darts like I played against Daryl Gurney at the Winter Series. Uh, the first day I performed in a fantastic game. Uh, so there was not really any difference, but still the performance was different. And that's something I really didn't really know how to handle it. So I just, I always get back to basics. Um, I scraped a few wins. Uh, Kim and I got to the semi-final, so that's 100% another up, another positive thing to think about. Uh, that's, that's how I always go to work, day by day, game by game. And if you played a few games that didn't went right, okay, think about it, learn from it, and on to the next one, because you've just, you just can't stand still with what happened in the future. Same as with the match play. I managed to win that. But hey, next year I have to defend it, and nobody will give it to me, you know? So... What happened in the past, I'm very proud of it, but I've got to work for my future. With all these big performances you're putting in, are you daring to dream of all the doors this is going to open, like the big invitations, things like the Premier League, the World Series? Are you daring to dream that your name is now destined for these? I really hope so. I really do hope so. Uh, I'm, I'm a player that works hard on and off the board. Uh, I keep myself, or I try to keep myself fit. Uh, sometimes I don't always have uh, the possibility to keep myself fit. Uh, I'm, I'm not always able to go in the hotel to a gym because some hotels don't have a gym. Um, at the moment, I'm not allowed to go outside because of the COVID and the pandemic. So I just try to eat as healthy as possible. But come on, guys, everybody likes a Chinese or a curry and that doesn't keep you healthy, does it? <laughs> so all of them things together, I just do my best. That's what I always do. Give my 100% and do my best. Dimitri, pleasure as always, mate. Thank you very much and congratulations. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Hi, Dimitri. Uh, congrats on the result again tonight. Um, I don't know what is in the eggs from the chickens at Peter Wright's farm, but ever since you've had them, you've been a different beast. Um, what, what has changed this year? What has made Dimitri from pre-lockdown to now? I don't know what changed, but between you and me, if it really is Peter's eggs... I'm going to message him and I need, I think, another dozen. <laughs> he needs to eat more. <laughs> oh, no, he has plenty of chickens there that lay eggs. 
they can get like easily if it's high season 30 40 50 eggs a day so i was still the one that has to carry them and oh man that gives me more nerves than playing upstage <laughs> i didn't want to drop them joe would kill me <laughs> but in, in all seriousness Yes. There's a lot of stuff Peter spoke to you about, about mentality and about how you approach and focus. We know you're a very deep and emotional player. You think about the game. Yeah. You seem to fine-tune that and you seem to be a much stronger person mentally and focused. Uh, yeah, I definitely learned uh, a few things from Peter. Uh, this weekend, to be honest, Rob Cross gave me another thing. Um, because I wasn't playing fantastic in the practice room, Rob Cross said to me, like, he went like, Demi, if you go up there, just bring a little bit of you on there and you'll be fine. And for some reason, the same as with the match play, James Wade said to me, Timmy, you've got the future in your own hands. I, I take on these kind of words. I use them with me because they work for me. So now I've learned if you're practicing badly, it's not going well. It doesn't really matter because on that stage, you're in a different moment. And if you just think... If a little bit of me can show up here, I'll be fine. Straight away, I take a lot of pressure off my shoulders and I can start playing freely and I can start playing the way I always practice in my mind. And, and well, so far it's working. So I'm really happy for everybody, especially Peter Wright, because he showed me what you can achieve by playing darts. I thank to everyone that gave me advice that is working for me and... I'll never forget that. I will always say it. I'll say it now. I'll say it in 10 years. I will always say the people that talk to me and give me advice, I will always tell who it was and what they say. That's what my brain does. And well, listen, congratulations, Jimmy, and well done, and good luck in the, next, in the next one as well. Thank you very much, guys. Appreciate that. Fantastic. Dimitri, congratulations on another fantastic performance. That's only six legs dropped now on the way to the quarterfinals. The way you're playing, do you feel like you're the man to beat? I've been, I'll definitely not be thinking that way. I'll be thinking you've got to take it on game by game. Um, I'll be even happy as well when I manage to win the next game at 10-9 or an 11-10. doesn't matter. As long as I uh, get on to the next round, as long as I keep doing my business, as long as I keep getting um, the prizes for all the things that I've been working hard for, all the practice I've been doing, as long as I can get my achievements, then it doesn't really matter. At the moment, it's going well. I just hope it keeps going this way but I definitely will be working hard to make it happen. And up next for you, it's Go and Price or Nathan Aspinall. I mean, would you fancy a crack at the back-to-back -back and defending champion? I would fancy a crack at any of them too, because them two are still world-class players, best of the best. They're showing it more than one day, more than one tournament. They're showing it day after day, week after week, month after month. And uh, for me, I'll just be focused on myself. Uh, either way, I have to play a quality game to get through to the semi-finals. And like I said earlier, I hope I really do. Oh, brilliant. Thanks to meet you. Well played tonight and good luck for the quarterfinals. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah, congrats on the result. Um, does it feel like players are now not looking forward to playing you, but certain aura around you, especially in the TV events? It, you, because you just said that, that into my mind just came, maybe the opponents of me are starting to expect something from me. Even though I'm going up there, I will not be expecting stuff. I'll be going up there and I will be busy with my game, with my uh, preparation, with my self-belief, with my confidence. And if someone else is going to play me and they're waiting for me to kick in and I'm like scraping a few legs, I think it's only going to be working in my advantage. But for now, round by round, round uh, game by game, and just focus on yourself because I'm not expecting anything. I just take it as it comes and fight hard for 100% until the game is done. Do you think that shows a difference in mentality and obviously your mental strength, that you're just thinking solely about your game and there may be others that are thinking and taking on Dimitri Vandenberger? Yeah, but, but that's what it is, isn't it? Every dart player that is in the PDC, in the Professional Darts Corporation, we have a solo career. Only once a year, if you're lucky, you can present your country, then you're doing it together. And obviously, I'm very happy that I have a quality player as my partner. And every year again, we perform to get into the latter stages of the tournaments. But besides that, I'm always busy with, with me and, and trying to, as you say, do my solo career uh, to a, a positive way. And guys, honestly, 
the fact that, that I'm playing at this standard, I'm, I'm so pleased and, and I'm so happy that hard work is starting to pay off. But I'll never take it for granted. Even though I can play 100 average and I've been doing it very strongly now, that doesn't mean I'm going to do it every day. So for me, it's still important to win my games and keep my opponents under pressure. Thank you very much, Demi. Um, best of luck in the quarterfinals. Thank you very much, guys. Take care of yourselves and stay safe and healthy. Okay, here's a question then. Are we saying that he is now a legitimate title contender, gentlemen? Can you hear the smugness in his voice while he asks that, Phil? I, I, I'm just, I just ask the questions on this show, uh, whether you believe me to be <laughs> smug, which I bloody am right now. Uh, yes, you are correct, but I just ask the questions on this show, God, you know that. Yeah, convenient, that. Ooh, how convenient. <laughs> uh, I put him in the bracket. I'd say MBG and Price are the two outright favourites. And I'd put Dimmy in the bracket just behind them, along with Michael Smith and Tell James Wade. Tell you what, going Price against Dimitri Vandenberg, if that is the case, could be one hell of a quarterfinal on Sunday. Obviously, Price got to get through Aspinall, which is no mean feat. Gob, where, where would you put him? Would you put him on that pedestal of, of potential winners? Because he's been absolutely outstanding so far. There's no getting away from that. He has been superb. But I, I still think he's second tier to win it for me. I think there's a couple more, like Phil said, that are slightly ahead of him. I'm going to put Michael Smith up there with the other two. I just think he's been absolutely superb recently in those two titles in the Winter Series of really giving him that, that new burst. I'm going to put Dimi on the same level as someone like Jose de Souza, who has looked good at the minute, and I think he's got the potential to win it, but he'd have to go through one of them big boys, and I think that would require that step up in performance. So, yeah, he's, he's not ruling him out. He's, he's not got absolutely no chance. He's got a very good chance, but he has to get through those big guys first. Let's move on then, and we'll talk about uh, the game between Dave Chisholm and Jose de Sousa next last game of the night, Gob. Um, to say this was a game of, well, I wouldn't say even two halves, maybe what, a, a, maybe a half, two halves and a little bit at the start. Um, what on earth happened here? 10-7 <laughs> in the end, Jose de Sousa wins, but at one stage, he reeled off eight legs to go 8-2 up. Mental. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think this is the bit where me and you were right, Phil. It's the... Jose, it wasn't a great start between either. Dave was, was ahead, but Jose put him under pressure and the minute he did, that, that action of Chisnell's broke down again. Yeah, it's, look, it's just a car crash. When it's free-flowing, it looks great. But the minute there's pressure on it, and I've been, we've been saying this for over a year now, and it keeps happening. It's Look, I don't think it's fixable. Mm. Interesting. Look, it, we're going back to his late side days here. Played well to get to the final. Got to the final. What happened? Gets the five PDC finals. What happens? And now just in big games, because they're all big games, because the, the standard is that high, the action breaks down. You're right. And that's the worry I've got with Rob Cross as well, is that if he keeps tinkering too much, can't find it, and, and does more damage to himself mentally in this search for the action and the game that won in the World Championship, I think he could end up in the same situation. But there's something not right about Dave Chisnell under those moments. That that first start tonight, in a lot of circumstances, was bang, was bang on. And he, he couldn't get anywhere near it. And that's the issue. What do you think in terms... Of, so, so, let's tell you what, actually. Let's talk about Jose de Sousa once you've heard from him. That's a good idea, actually. Let's do that. Uh, here is Jose de Sousa talking through his win against Dave Chisnell. Jose, congratulations. How are you feeling sat there? Because that was some roller coaster of a game. Yeah, it was uh, a strange game, yeah. Um, uh, I start uh, much better than Chisi. He, he missed uh, miss a lot, so I punish him. Uh, and then he come better and better. I, I miss a couple of doubles and he punished me. Then he comes up and the end of the match, I, I start again uh, stronger and stronger and uh, I can beat him at uh, the end of the match. So I'm really happy. You lose the first two legs, then you reel off eight in a row. 
at that break, can you see the finishing line? And did that make you think a little bit? Yeah. Um, well, I'm not as bad because usually you don't miss uh, so much doubles or so much darts. So uh, I have the opportunity when I have to make the, the double, I make the double, I make the break, then I, I win mine. Then I, uh, I win again, 3-2 uh, to break time. So it was fantastic. I come down, I take my drink, then I go upstairs and uh, I just focus him again. I, I make 8-2, then uh, I start to miss, he punish me. So it was uh, a little bit uh, strange, but I win. That's, that's the important the important. Your maiden TV quarterfinal, what yeah. does that mean and how much confidence does that give you? Well, uh, in the in these couple of months, I can play uh, really good. So it's not a surprise um, uh, if I uh, come to the quarterfinals or semi. I don't know what, what could happen in the next match. Uh, for me, it's not a surprise. Maybe for many people, there's a surprise. Uh, I'm here in this moment right now, but I'm really happy for 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 it. Is the special one daring to dream yet that you could be lifting that trophy? Yeah, maybe, maybe. <laughs> we never know. <laughs> but when you when you look at the field, the players that are left, is there anyone that you, is there anyone that you fear or you think you can't beat? Uh, well, I think I, I beat almost the, the important players here in PDC, so everything is possible. That's what I think. If I win this tournament, well, it was, uh, it was I don't have words to explain uh, what, can I, what can I be if, win, if, I, if I win that, this tournament. Uh, for me, it's the best of the best my life. It's the, the best year of my life here uh, in the PDC and uh, my dad. So if I win, I'm go holidays. I'm going, I'm going in holidays with with my <laughs> with my my management, Mark Elkin. We go both in holidays. <laughs> uh, last last one from me. What, what you're doing now, is this changing your life and your family's life forever, what you're achieving at the moment? Yes, because uh, I left my work uh, last year. Uh, for, I'm dedicated only uh, to the darts. So I take this like a uh, professional uh, player, like, we, like I am. Uh, and I push and I hurt uh, and I work so hard to come here and they make make the the things happen so it, it was difficult for me uh, because i i just play serious uh, steel darts uh, two years ago so it, it's not easy uh, but i have the experience from uh, soft tip i play many finals so this this for me it's it's normal the situation it's normal but uh, i have to i have to work hard continues my work very hard. It's the only way we can do something here. Jose, congratulations on the results tonight. Thank you very much as always. Thank you. Jose, many congratulations on the win and reaching the quarterfinals. We know you as one of the best scorers in the world, but does tonight's performance show a different side to your game that you can really battle as well when you need to? Yeah, well, I think I do what I have to do in the right moment. Uh, uh, when he miss, I punish him and when I miss, he punish me. And the, the end of the match, uh, uh, I do what I have to do and and I beat him. That's all I can say. And I have to ask you, just before the first break, you needed 50 with one dart and you um, hit 18. Was that a miscount or did you forget to check Dave's score? No, I, no, I don't, I don't realise the, um, the marker. So uh, I threw over there because I don't... I don't realize. I don't look to the to the marker. That's why. That's all, the all, the only reason. Do you still feel like with every game on TV you're learning? It's all still a new experience for you. Yes, of course. No, I, I'm I'm playing much better in the the big stage right now. 
my confidence it comes better and better. Uh, I know I can do the now the the same thing as um, in the floor. I can do in the big stage in the television, big big stage television, uh, and it's it's good for me. Uh, I start to to play like like the the same players, the top players. I think. Could this be a lucky new shirt for you this week? Yeah, well, I have to I have to thank you to Tom Farnell because he make a hard work uh, to to take my my shirts in time to the uh, uh, Grand Slam. So uh, I want to thank you. He, I know he appreciate and uh, it's a lovely guy. Uh, I like him and all his family. So from here, thank you, Tom. Thank you. Okay, excellent, Jose. Well played tonight and good luck for the quarterfinals. Thank you. Uh, Jose, the format of the tournament goes up to 16 legs in the next round. I don't think you'll have played too much of that format in steel tip. So how are you going to approach that? Well, when when you you play in, steel, in soft tip 14 hours or 17 hours, for me, play many legs. It's not a it's not a problem for me. Uh, and in terms of away from the board, how have you adapted to life away from the board? Because we know in the PDC, there's a lot of traveling. There's a lot of staying in hotels, especially with the way the world is now. Yeah, well, right now I I, I stay all the months uh, here in in. In England, it's not easy because uh, I'm far away from my family, but uh, I have a family to support me. And they, they understand my wife, she understands, and uh, she give me all the support I need uh, with my uh, management agent, uh, Mark Elking. Uh, they take care of me always, all the time. So, don't cry. <laughs> <laughs> so it's uh, it's a pleasure. Now this is an interesting one here, Phil, because he said there, you know, it's not a surprise to him that he's in the quarterfinals. And to be fair, most people who follow darts are not surprised that he has made eventually made his maiden TV quarterfinal. But it's a big step there for for, for steel tip darts in Portugal. Like he's doing bits. And, you know, this time last year, okay, he may have he won a couple of pro tours, but not many people knew who he was, like in terms of how good he was. Now, all of a sudden, he's now racing up to that top, towards that top 32. He's currently in the seeding position for the world. If he has a good players' championship finals, he'll be right up there with the best. He's now, up to, he's now moved up to 26 in the world. What a start. What a, what a, a few days it's been for the Portuguese mana scores, or the special one, or whomever you want to do. But... The, it was an interesting one there as well because he said in the interview about that shot of the ball for for, for three two. Did he did he just miscount there? Yeah, I'm not quite sure what he's done. I don't think he's quite sure what he's done. Um, <laughs> he's never sure what he's it done. It just Let's can't be, be a miscount. What is he trying to leave? There's no way you think this is on sixty eight. Well, I, I don't know. But uh, no one knows what, what Jose de Sousa is thinking. Let's be brutally honest about it. Just bizarre. Very bizarre in that moment. I mean, he's still an absolute genius. I was going to say, it, on it's bizarre, but very much Yeah, he found himself on 163 <laughs> a couple of legs later after hitting back-to-back -back single 19s. I was like, yeah, good counting. <laughs> 302 starts on the 20s. I'm like, what is going on? <laughs> <laughs> but aside from that, he yeah. is superb. I mean, he out 180 Dave Chisnell, who's one of the biggest maximum hitters in World Darts. Yeah, let's not talk about that. I had an over 11.5 uh, uh, 180s in that game, and that cost me a bet. But let's not talk about that. Uh, look, <laughs> uh, remember what we told God when the fun stops? stops. Stop. <laughs> Absolutely, I'm going to be stopping for sure after that. That was that was gutting, especially after Chizzy came back from it. But that double 18 there that he missed, Phil, in order to, to get it back to eight all, you just felt that was the that was the abrupt record scratch on that one, didn't you think, on the comeback? If he hit that... We could be having a completely different conversation because at times it felt like Jose de Sousa, you know, what, he, what happened against Peter right in the match play. Yeah, look, Chizzy wins the first two legs, okay? You don't read too much into the first two because they're settling. Then the Jose reels off eight in a row. You're thinking, game over. 
We go for a break. I think he gets finished in line fever. Chisnell's got nothing to lose. The action loosens up. He starts hitting some scores. Gets back to 10-7. The action goes back to back to normal. They both miss a bucket load of doubles. They both miscount. They both leave no finishes. And it just turns into a bizarre but enjoyable game. And Jose gets over the line in true special one fashion. I'm just going to leave this here right now. Dave Chisnell's now moved back up to number eight in the world. Hello, Premier League. We'll, well jump on that in a second. Well, I was going to say there's there, there, there's plenty to talk about if we're talking if we're dropping if we're dropping p bombs. Then absolutely, we go. You know what? You, you wonder why I was going with where I was going with that uh, PB, and you're absolutely spot on because we're moving on to num- game number three, and that's James Wade against Ian White. Now, Gob, I'm I, I I don't like doing this, but I'm going to let you do it. Here is your chance to wax lyrical about your boy. That was just pure wading. Very, very good. The, don't get me wrong, the first mini session, he didn't look great. I thought Ian had chances to, to get at James more than, than James did in the other way. Yeah. Uh, James, fortunate, not fortunate, he was, he was good. He was good on his finishes to come out of that session holding his throw three times. Um, you always want to try and lead that second break. And after that, he, he just ran away with it. He was very, very good coming out of that third and final session. Um, 45% on the doubles again. Um, no Tom Pluses, which is quite rare for him, but solid 96. Scoring was, was steady. He actually outscored Ian White in everything but 180s. Um, good performance for him. 98 average from James Wade. We say this a lot. It's like 105 from everyone else because he would just earn chances and he'll pinch those legs. I thought the big moment uh, was, uh, to be very honest, there, there was a couple of big moments in particular, I thought, in that second session, if you like, Phil. When it was 4-3... You got White basically missing three darts at double 20. That would have made it 4-4. Wade capitalises, gets it back to 5-3. Wade then misses tops for a 6-3 lead. White hits the ball on an 85, gets it back to 5-4. You're thinking, okay, we're going into this game. We're going into this break level. And then White misses double eight for a five all. And then Wadey finds double 10, breaks 6-4 up. And then after that, it just kicked on from there. Yeah, look, as soon as Wadey gets in front, you're in trouble. Because he just he's so hard to break once he's in front that you know he's going to go out maximum fifteen on throw. So yeah. then you've got you've got to do a twelve to break him. And yeah, look, just once he once he got in front of Ian White, the writing was kind of on the wall just because you couldn't see Ian White getting back to him I totally agree with you let's hear right now from Jose de Sousa I don't know if everyone has this we've already heard from him let's hear from James Wade here he is talking with uh, Phil and the rest of the guys in his press conference James many congratulations very very good performance tonight against Ian White into the quarterfinals you keep playing yourself down but you're going about your business very well no, to be fair I think tonight was the first time I've been weak and the first time I've been like unsure of myself so you know it is what it is, and um, I was lucky enough to win, and I, I move forward. If that's unsure of yourself, what can you do in this tournament if you are sure? Because for us watching it, it looked a very composed performance. Was it? Uh, I didn't feel it. Um, so, but there you go. You know, um, probably not enough concentration before the game, not enough concentration and practice. So it's my own fault, you know. Um, you know, if I'd have lost that, which I think I probably should have done with uh, poor practice, you know, um, but. There you go. I won, and I'm lucky enough to go forwards. I was going to ask you on that because last time we spoke to you, you said your preparation wasn't yeah, great yeah. for your last one as well. Is that something that you really need to work on? Do you feel? Yeah, I, I bloody did it all wrong again as well. So you know, it is what it is, though. You know, um, what will be will be. Do you feel that you're banging on the door though? It's just little things that you've got to get right, like your preparation. Not even think, not even think about things like that. You know, just talking about playing darts. You know, and. Um, just doing a little bit of damage, a little bit of bit of ang, a bit of this, a bit of that. You know, it's, I'm not not looking too far ahead of um, what other people probably are. You know, I just do my thing and you know have a bit of fun, and, and, and we'll see what happens. Back up to number seven in the world, knocking on the door for potential Premier League contention again. Is it something that you'd like to do again? I know you said before that you did not really interested. To be fair, you know, um, there's some great players in the Premier League, and you know. And, I'll let them all 
uh, flight their feathers and show their big wings and they can do their thing. Um, I don't think I've ever, ever, ever played in the Premier League and embarrassed myself. And I don't think I've ever, ever played in the Premier League and not shown a little bit of class. But, you know, that, that, that's irrelevant, you know. Um, we'll let all the, 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 the big players, the big game people, we'll let them do their thing. And um, I'll just like tag along and try and keep up with them. James, congratulations, mate. A pleasure as always. Thank you very much. Uh, James, a very... Um... Are you, are you all right? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. And you? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Not too bad, mate. Need a haircut, that is for sure. Well, I, look at that. Um, but um, well, you've been skinned, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, it's arguably the most impressive thing about you tonight, apart from the result, was your shoes. They are some pair of shoes you've got. Are they your new lucky charm? These these brogues? No, you know, you know. Once you have a bit of class, you've got to show a bit of class, you know. And that's that's what I've always done. So. You know, shoes are irrelevant at the end of the year. I mean, I expected far better from you, to be fair. I know. Well, listen, I've always got soul, mate. I've always got soul. you got soul. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, um, you're playing yourself down. You're keeping yourself off the radar. You, you don't want to be regarded as one of the elite, but you are, and you're still there, and you, you're dangerous. Yeah, I'm not elite, but, uh, you know, I still keep going, having a bash, you know. Um Fortunately, with darts, there's a lot of weak dart players so that, that helps people like myself. So, you know, I'm very grateful for that. You know, all the young lads keep puffing their chests, and I'll just keep like tagging along somewhere along the line. You know, never know, I might come out through the other side sometime. World number seven's not elite. Uh, no, not. Uh, yeah, I, I get what you're saying, but I don't feel like I'm playing very well. So, you know, it's, um, I just want to start playing well myself, you know, and like reassure myself a little bit. And um, I haven't done that for a while. So, you know, we'll see. Good man. Listen, well done tonight. Thanks. Cheers, buddy. Thank you. Take care. James, well done on another great win tonight. Um, what did you say to yourself after the second break? Because you seemed to come out all guns blazing after that. Um, stop playing so weak. Um, I'm sure the same as Ian said the same thing. You know, um, it, it wasn't a spectacular game. It was very weak from both parties. Um, but, you know, I was lucky enough to push through. So. Could you sense that Ian's head had dropped slightly and you were there to, to kind of... I, 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 no, I didn't even feel that, you know, until the last couple of legs. Um, I, I think we were both very weak and, and both didn't play very well. So, you know, it, it was um, by luck or chance that, you know, I prevailed and um, did enough. Is this the most relaxed you've felt for a long while in a TV major, do you feel? Um, no. no. I, I've done what I've done for a long time, you know, and... Um, Unfortunately, the press and the media only pay attention when he won a couple of games. Um, um, no, no, no. But we'll move forward. And just on the next game, it's, it's Devon Peterson or Damon Hetter. Just your thoughts either way there. Do you think your experience could be crucial in that one? They're both amazing people and both amazing players. So we'll, we'll see, you know. All right, thanks, James. Wish you all the best in the quarterfinals. Thank you. Uh, James, just one for myself. You obviously got a, a day off tomorrow now. Um, lots of players you have talked about. You than everyone else, to be fair. Are you sat on the sofa? I am indeed. You lazy sod. <laughs> I'm allowed to do that from home. I'm allowed to do that. Are you um, sure? <laughs> um, um, what What's it going to be like on, the, on a day off for James Wade? What are you going to get up to tomorrow? No different to, to every other day. You know, I've been doing it for 20 years. Um, it is what it is and it isn't what it isn't. Um, most importantly, I want to speak to my wife tonight. I want to speak to my son. Everything is great. Um, still in, still winning a bit of money um, towards the bills. So um, I'm very, very happy to go through. You know, when you have a child, you'll realise how important it is to get on the phone at the end of the game. Even though I'm talking to you lot, which is it is important because it's my job. But all I want to do is speak to Arthur. You know, and I'm not going to now because it's nine o'clock at night. He's in bed. But, you know, I speak to my wife, annoy her a little bit. And um, tomorrow morning at probably 5.30, 6 o'clock, my wife will FaceTime me when my son is bright and, a, bright and a alert and um, annoying me. So that's the most important thing in my life is my son. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. As you know, the boys that have had children, Philip, <laughs> the rest of you haven't. The rest of you are quite poor until you have children. True? True.
Absolutely. It is very true, yeah. yeah so, <laughs> no, no, I just, I just look forward to speaking to my wife, and my, you know, and um, my son, which will like terrorise me for probably like ten minutes, and then um, haunt, haunt my wife for like the next twelve hours. So. But no, yeah, um, I'm more looking forward to tomorrow morning. Speak to my wife and my son, and um, the rest of it is history. Have a good evening, James, and uh, best cheers, boys. Time. Thank you. Thank you. Now, Phil, we'll come to you back to you here because obviously you asked him the question there about him being world number seven now, which is excellent from Wadey, to be fair, moving back towards that top four potential um, running. You know, he, he could be could be on towards that top four, obviously, with a decent run of the players and of the world. But let's not think about that for now. Let's think about the fact that he's, you know, three, nine, five and he's uh, top seven in the world. But again, he just doesn't seem arsed with the Premier League for the want of a better phrase. I don't know what it is. Oh, look, if you were being honest, if you said to James Wade, do you want to play in the Premier League? I think he'd go, no, you're all right. I'd rather stay at home with my son. But the, yeah. fact he, but the fact he is back up to world number seven, he is banging on the door again. Now, does he tick the Premier League boxes? Probably not. But it, he could make it hard to be left out. Do you think, and here's one for you as well, Gob, do you think that if he does win, say, this tournament, which is quite possible with the way that he's been playing, if he wins the tournament, he's got to be in, surely. He'd uh, get an invite, whether he accepts that or not. It's a different matter, like we just said. We're not sure if he'd, if he'd go for it or whatever. It's completely up to him. But, yeah, if, if he wins this one, incredibly difficult to leave him out. Let's not forget, Gerwin Price has debut in the Premier League was off the back of winning this event. Only one major winner has ever been left out. TV title winner, however we want to phrase it at this time of night as we dig each other out for it, <laughs> has ever been left out after winning. It's just, even in this bizarre year, I just think the fact he's up to number seven in the world as well right now would help. Like, we're looking at players that are dropping out. Daryl Gurney would need a very, very big run to get back in there now because not only has he not got a major title, but he's dropped out of that top 10. That's the thing, though. Like, and we, we talked about the Premier League there. Obviously, the, the, the debut event, I think, for Pride, if memory serves you correctly, actually, was the, was the year that he won the Grand Slam. So it was things like, yeah, I think he debuted in 2018 and then won the Slam in 2018. But I get what you're saying in terms of the fact that because of picking him. But to be fair, though, you think about Wadey as well. That year, the 2019, Wadey was back in the Prem. We're not going to be in the Prem because he won the European Championship and the World Series of Darts Finals on ITV. Two ITV titles in two weeks put him straight back in the race. Um, and he was a bit of a spoiler in that Premier League because wasn't yes. he undefeated against Van Gerwen? He was. Yeah, in the league phase. Yeah. I'm sure he was, absolutely, yeah. And that was the, that was the year where uh, Wadey made, made the top four, did he not? Losing out to Cross in the final. So, you know. Semi-final. Yeah, uh, yes, excuse me, in the semi-final. Definitely wasn't the final because that's Michael Van Gerwen's normal territory. Uh, Daryl Gurney, though, as you say, has got to find a way to somehow reclaim the Players' Championship finals this year. And he's got a tough, tough, tough first-round draw. Um, if my memory says me correctly, it's Martin Clearmacher, which, you know, there are nicer draws to have in the first round. Um, but that is, that is for another day. We'll talk and about that on the we're live We're not going to talk but... about nice draws, are we? Well, no, because you'll just moan about because, Tyson. Because, because yesterday, Martin Clearmacher was a game that Tyson should be winning, and now he's not a nice draw for Daryl Gurney. Don't let facts get in the way of an app. <laughs> right, here we go. Uh, <laughs> I've got him, move TV. On. I've got him. <laughs> let's move on quickly, because we don't, we don't have time for this. We've, got, we've still got one more interview to play. And that oh, is wait a minute. We had, we had plenty of time for the Premier League a minute ago, Joe. Yeah. It was you, the one that was bringing it up. <laughs> Okay, but wait, wait. so sorry, you, I, I'm not talking about, I'm talking about, ni- I'm talking about nice draws, I'm talking about nice draws, I'm talking about nice draws here, Phil Ballard, and, uh, and Martin Clearmacher is, uh, in a race to 11, he's a man he should be beat, is a very tough draw, maybe not necessarily a race to 19 though, God. Well, we'll see. <laughs> uh, right anyway we've got to move it on we do have to move it on because we do have one uh, final game to talk about here on the Grand Slam Daily on the Border Sports Grand Slam Daily and that is uh, Son Whitlock against uh, Adam Hunt um, Gob strange game this really strange game I don't really know what to say about it because it was that, that's all I can say just strange I agree <laughs> <laughs> 
it's just a very odd game of darts where it just didn't look like... I, I, do you know what I think it was, actually? I don't think Simon will ever admit this because he's obviously a very, very, you know, uh, very much professional, but I think he took his after ball a little bit. I think he just expected a little bit to go, oh, yeah, OK, yeah, I'll beat Adam Hunt and we'll move on to the quarterfinal. Yeah, especially the form he's in at the minute. Yes. So I don't know whether doing that sort of just made him play worse than he should have done. Does that make Possibly. sense? Yeah, a bit of complacency maybe, but uh, I don't know. It's just a weird game. The, the stats aren't great either way. 87 and 86 average. Um, this isn't one that will live on in the memory for long. Whitlock is through, which is the main thing for him. Um, if you told Adam Hunt at half past six yesterday he was going to be in the knockout he probably wouldn't have believed you anyway so I think it was a bonus for him to get there he gave a good account of himself up until that point um, wasn't great today um, Whitlock through keeps going and keeps going and will find himself back in that top 16 as he always does and we'll be asking ourselves in six months time how does he do it and then we'll look back at this event and go ah We'll look back on the fact that he made a quarterfinal, a semi-final of the match play, a semi-final of the Grand Prix, now a quarterfinal of the Slam. Uh, but he's outside the top 16 as we speak at this moment in time. He has jumped back, though, into number 18. The way and, he's playing, it won't be long. Well, it's the point. You know, if he goes to 2-4-7, he will be, if he does win his quarterfinal against either Gary Anderson or Michael Van Gerwen, he will jump a thousand pounds behind Johnny Clayton in the race for the top 16. Obviously, with a uh, with a Players' Championship finals to come. By the way, I was talking about Daryl Gurney earlier. It's not Martin Klimacher, it's Callum Ridds. Interesting. Um, but That's why right. we're talking about the rankings chart before we go, about Whitlock, Clayton and them. They're on the up, but Anderson, Gurney are going the other way. Well, you think about Anderson, right, this time around. Gary, okay, he has dropped off his ranking this year because we talked about the fact that how he, he was amazing that he stayed in the top four as long as he did without playing on the Euro Tour. That's because in 2018, he was the best player in the world. And I don't want to hear anybody else try and tell me otherwise. He was the best player in the world. He, beat, he, he won the UK Open. He won the World Match Play. He made the final of the Grand Slam, semi-finals of the players, and semi-final of the World Championships. That is a lot of money on your ranking. That is a hell of a lot of money on your ranking. He's defended half that money, to be fair, thinking about it, at, at the World Match Play, didn't he? Because, obviously, he, he made the final against Dimitri Vandenberg. So now he's got to go and try and do something there to try to get himself back up into that top 10. Because if he can make the final, he would jump to number eight, nine in the world at this moment in time. So it, it's tough going for Gary Anderson. But, uh, you know, you talk about Simon Whitlock. He's definitely on the up mental. Sudovic has dropped out of the top 16 now. You know, you look at that. Let you say Daryl Gurney dropping down the rankings. Adrian Lewis further down the rankings, Chris Dobie. It's so tight, isn't it, PB? It's so tight. Yeah, look, it's getting to the point now, like we've said, that Gary's getting bitten for not playing in the Euro Tours and stuff like that. Now, look, schedule management is going to come into this. And because of the prize money on offer on other things, I genuinely think next year, the Challenge Tour is going to play an even bigger part in the Pro Tour than it has this year. Because these top players will miss Pro Tours for Euro Tours and everything like that, I think. Because will of the they money. if they're going to do blocks of five? Listening to Matt, when we spoke to him last, I don't think we're going to see that many blocks of fives. Think, think the, the thing that comes to me on this one, and, uh, and, and the big thing for me on this one, I think, is that obviously Pro Tours, I don't think the players will get you know, we'll get too upset if they miss them. Euro Tours, uh, if there's Euro Tour at the same time as a World Series event per se, then I think we do have an issue. Yeah. Do you know, I, 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 you're trying to think there, I know what you're doing for bars. I know you're trying to think of a reason why I'm, why I'm not saying why I'm wrong here at this point in time. Um, but it's true, surely, isn't it? That if, if it's a Pro Tour event happening at the same time as a World Series, 10 grand, yeah, okay, not going to make much of a difference. If it's a Euro Tour event, they will be straight on that plane and playing in the Euro Tour. £25,000 on the ranking in that sense, wouldn't it? Surely. I think for the top players, it's not just about ranking money, though. It's yeah. also TV exposure and sponsor money on shirts and everything like that. 
where you think that the, the, the top players, if they fill every one of their sponsor patches, you could be looking at in excess of a hundred grand just on their shirt. Yeah. So I, I think that there's different equations for different types of players. Um, so I think, look, I think there's a lot, the way the schedule's going to be next year, there is going to be decisions for players to make because we can see now that they're running on empty at the moment. The three, three and a half weeks they've had and we've still got a players' championship finals to come. Some of them are running on absolute empty. So, there's decisions to be made. Well, let's hear, from Simon. You, let's hear from Simon Whitlock now, after his win against Adam Hunt. Here he is talking this press conference. Simon, many congratulations. You're through to the quarterfinals of the Grand Slam of Darts, but it wasn't an easy night at the office, was it? No, not at all. I mean, I didn't play to my ability then I did some good things at the right time and that probably got me through the match maybe a bit of experience as well I think yeah Adam Adam didn't play his best game obviously but yeah I didn't either but I think experience won the day looking from the outside it looks like the first two sessions you really didn't settle but it was that final session after the break where you started to look like the Simon Whitlock we've seen of late yeah there was a few glimpses there of what I've been doing lately but yeah not enough the good thing is I got there in the end and I hit the right things at the right time, I guess. Do you think maybe fatigue's playing a little bit of part in that, in that performance? Oh, definitely. Oh, my God. I've, I've only had two days off in the last 15, I think. So, yeah, I'm a bit tired. and Yeah, hopefully I'm a bit more... Hopefully I'll get a good day's rest tomorrow. That's all I can say. Obviously, we know you're a big cricket fan. What are you going to do with your day's rest now? There's no IPL or anything for you to watch, is there, or enjoy? No, I'm going to go out and buy a cricket bat and some stumps and ball and go and have a game with whoever I can find. <laughs> <laughs> um, looking ahead, it could be another meeting with Michael Van Gogh and someone that you've had very good success over this year. Do you think yeah. you've really got his number at the moment? Oh, well, definitely, yeah. I mean, tomorrow, I mean, the next game I play, I'm going to be 100% switched on and I, I'm not going to be as bad as I was today. I'm going to be there for the kill again. What's the secret to playing, Michael? Because not many people have done what you've done to him on a consistent basis. Well, there's no secret, really. Just play good darts and believe you can beat him. That's that's the main thing. If you don't believe, you're not going to win. TV tournaments, we've seen a quarter-final, a semi-final. There's a big one around the corner. Do you feel you're building and you're knocking on the door of something really special here? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I've, I've put a lot of hard work in this year, playing online darts and playing exceptional darts at home. And I'm, I'm doing it on the floor. I'm doing it on the TV. So, yeah, hopefully it all comes together. Simon, pleasure as always, mate. And wish you the very best in a few days. Time. No worry. Thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers. Simon, well done on the win tonight. Did it feel like all the pressure was on your shoulders? Obviously, the way Adam got through last night, he was on kind of a bit of a free roll there. I didn't feel like I was on a free roll because last time I played Adam, he, he beat me up. So, yeah, there's always that little bit in the back of the mind. I just thought if I played my, my natural game, I'd win like quite comfortably. But, yeah, I made hard work of it and uh, Adam didn't play his best. I think just experience won the day there. Are the doubles a little bit of a concern at the moment? Is that something you're going to go away and work on tomorrow in, in preparation for your next game? No, not really. You know, every game's different. I can hit doubles as like better than anyone, really. I mean, I, that's all I work on at home, and I'm pretty comfortable comfortable with hitting any double on the board. And you're going into your fourth Grand Slam semi uh, quarter final. What would it mean to take that next step and, and reach the semis? Well, that'd be amazing, and it's going to take a big effort to either beat Gary or Michael next round. But I'm ready for it. Michael is the favourite going into that game against Gary. Obviously, Gary's carrying an injury at the moment. Would you really relish another crack at Michael if he, if he was to come through with that one? Hey, look, it doesn't matter. I actually think Gary will win, so we'll see what happens. Eh? <laughs> okay, well, thanks, Simon. Wish you all the best for the quarterfinals. Thank you. No worries. Thank you very much. Simon, we've seen at this stage of the tournament over this year, you've seen you play fantastic games against Michael and then sort of your B or C game to beat Adam this evening. Does it show that whatever Simon comes out, it's about getting the win? 
Yeah, look, it's not all about playing amazing every game. Sometimes you have to grind it out. Some days you don't feel as good as others. And that's the main thing. As long as you get that W against your name, that's the main thing. And you talked about Michael Van Gogh and Gary Anderson. You've also had some very good games with Gary over the years. So that could be a, a one to look forward to in the quarterfinals. Yeah, definitely. You know, I've got more wins over Michael than Gary in the last 10 years on TV. So that's only because of the last two. And yeah, look, I know how to beat Michael on stage now. And that's amazing for me. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much, Simon. And best of luck in the quarters. Big week, by the way, boys. Everyone who touched on this, big week for Adam Hunt this. Huge week. First last 16. I think that's his, that's his first ever last 16, is it not? Surely got to be. Monster, considering it's his first year back on tour. When, when, you get, when you're on your tour card back, you need to get as much money as physically possible. Adam Hunt, Jeff Smith have had absolutely fantastic years on their I first one. As well. Yeah, I, I, I could have named the two. They were just the yeah. two that jumped to the top of my head. Cause we're to, um, but it's Good. so important. It's so important to have a good first year to take the pressure off the second year, so you're then not chasing your ass all the time. When you look at the, when you look at the people currently in the top sixty-four that are in the first, the first year uh, tour guide holders: Dirk Van Dijvenbode, Damon Hetter, and Martin Kleermacher. That is a very good year. And then just behind them are Adam Hunt, Jason Lowe. We talked about this in the day. Amazing to see what's happening in the depth, in the strength and depth in darts. Let's go through those results one more time, though, here. Ball Sports Grand Slam daily uh, results. Day five was like this. Dimitri Vandenberg coming through 10-3 against Johnny Clayton. Then uh, James Wade beating Ian White 10 legs to four. Uh, in the third game on this evening, it was uh, who was it? In fact, actually, I, I was losing. I was just losing it. Simon Whitlock, yeah, there we go. Simon Whitlock ten, Adam Hunt six. I was trying to get my uh, my screen back then. Sorry, gentlemen. And uh, Jose de Sousa ten, Dave Chisnell seven. Those are your results from day five of the last sixteen. Day six is a little bit good. Uh, I must be said, uh, what an evening this is going to be. Saturday night on uh, Sky Sports Mix. And of course, you can watch it via our online dart stream as well. You can find out more about that on onlinedarts.com. Michael Smith versus Rob Cross kicks us off the night. Devin Peterson against Damon Hetter. It is still the El Clasico, just Michael Van Gerwen against Gary Anderson. And then Gerwin Price against Nathan Aspinall. How many barnstormers have those two had down the years? What a night of darts, gentlemen, it's going to be. Um, Phil, what's your game of the day there? I can make a case for all four, to be fair. Yeah, unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be El Clasico tomorrow. No, I don't, because Gary can't walk. <laughs> no, I think it'll be out. That didn't stop him in a bloody group game, did it? <laughs> I think it'll I be out one-sided. Yes, I think so. I do think um, so. If, if Gary was fully fit, I'd be very interested to see what's going on there. But this, the, my pick here is completely on an if, and it is a very big if. Michael Smith, Rob Cross, if Rob Cross plays like he did in his last group game. Interesting. Very interesting indeed. Go on. Devin Damon. Contrast in pace, both two very likable characters, both on the up, um, slightly different stages of their careers. If you like, Devon's been around a, a lot longer than Damon has, but two very capable 180 hitters. I don't think Damon gets the respect he deserves for his 180 scoring. Um, very competent on the finishing. Um, Devon has been very, very good in the scoring department, but his, his doubles have been a little bit erratic. Um, if either of them click, it could be absolute fireworks. And I'm going to go with uh, Gary Price against Nathan Aspinall. Uh, I think it's because, right, Gezi obviously hasn't been playing anywhere near his best this week. Nathan has played decently in patches, but those two in particular, I don't know what it is about that game, but it just seems to bring fireworks. It just seems to be amazing. You remember the UK Open semi-final between those two? Um, unbelievable a couple of years back. Remember, of course, that was the game that pretty much started um, Nathan Aspinall's sort of stardom rise to power, you know, stardom rise to where he is at this moment in time. Remember that game at the Worlds, Phil? Yes. Where, did, where, where, where Price was 2-0 up. Gob as well. Price 2-0 up. Get Aspinall coming back to 3-2. And so a star was born. 
Amazing yeah. to see. I can't. I cannot wait for that game. But it's now time to give our score predictions out of day six of the Boyle Sports Grand Slam. Of that, we'll start with Michael Smith for off cross, and first pick tonight goes to Jack Gobby Garwoods. You can have first uh, dibs on going under the bus. Thanks. <laughs> um, All right. I do. I do my best to try and keep it level. Bully boy for me. Um, don't get me wrong. I've been very impressed with Cross this week. Um, specifically, his last group game, I think it was. He looked very, very good at that point. Um, but it's if he can back that up and keep that up. And every time we've, we've seen him have these glimpses of the old Rob, he seems to falter at the, at the next hurdle. So, um, especially over this distance and the way Bully Boys are playing at the minute, his doubles have been superb. Uh, I'm backing Michael to win this one. Score? 10-7. Phil Bowers. The Bully Boy Michael Smith will win this one 10-6. The Bully Boy Michael Smith wins this one 10-5, in my opinion. I think it will be a 10-5 job. I think it will be... Uh, it won't be as... Uh, it won't be as close as I think as many people are expecting. I think Bully Boy is just too good right now and that's the, that's the simple fact of the matter, unfortunately. Um, because it's a shame because I'd love to see uh, a game as good as that uh, like it has been in previous years. Second game on then, Devin Peterson against Damon Hetter. Now, who on earth is going to be predicting this one? Well, the three of us are. Uh, this is going to be very, very tight indeed. Phil Bowers, you can, uh, you can have first dibs on this one, my friend. I think it will be a good game, but I don't think Damon Hetter can live with Devin Peterson's scoring power if he plays well. And on that basis, I am going 10 Six to Devin Peterson. Gob, you can. You're next. I've I've got thinking along the same lines, but I just think that the way Damon wins this is a slow start from Devon, and Damon gets out far in front and stays there because Devon has developed this ability that we normally associate with the world number one, Michael Van Gerwen, where he can just reel off three, four, five legs quick as a flash and you don't even realise they're gone. He's got like an afterburner gear, if you like, and that's the worry for Damon. So I, I, I just think that over this length, Devon gets the opportunity to show that extra level whenever he needs it and that'll put him further ahead than the closer the start of the game would, would give you, if you get what I mean. So um, I too am going 10-6. Yeah, I think 10-6 is the correct score here. I do think Devin Peterson uh, comes through. So one thing we can all be sure of is that it won't be 10-6 and Damon Hetter's going to be winning and that's what we're going to be talking about tomorrow. Uh, Michael Van Gerwen, Gary Anderson is next. Now, look, I want this to be a classic. I want this to be a brilliant game of darts between two of the very best to ever do it. I don't think it will be. Um, I, for once, I'll go first on this one and say, I think Michael Van Gogh wins this one probably 10-4. If Gary could walk, it would be a completely different story, but he can't. So uh, Michael Van Gogh in 10, Gary Anderson 4, I think is probably the right thing here. But I'd love it if Gary would make it a contest. Go on. Um, I think Gary's more determined than we're giving him credit for. Gorlas was an absolute stinker of the game. Didn't play that well against Simon, but it wasn't horrific. But the determination and, and character that he showed in that final group game was ridiculous. He averaged 98. And I just think with the day extra rest in between, if he's not been on it at all, and he, he can get himself moving and just keep himself going, I don't think it'll be as one-sided as we think. So I'm going to go, Gary, keep it competitive, but I do think he will fall up. But I'm going to go 10-7. Phil Bowers. I'm somewhere in the middle. Um, I think it might be close for the first session. I think first two sessions, ten, I think it'll be six, four, seven, three, And I think Michael will run out a 10-6 victor. So that leaves us with one more game then to do, and that is going Price against Nathan Aspinall. Gob, you can have first pick on this one, our final game of the night. Which way is it going? Um, 
I'll be honest, apart from one performance, and even then it was more half a performance, I haven't really been impressed with either of these two in this tournament. Um, uh, I don't think since the Premier League maybe that Nathan's really shown us what he can do massively. Um, and I think Gezi started this tournament really poorly and, and got away with it at the back end of the Joyce game. Um, that being said, I just think now he's got a chance to work his way into the tournament. It is what Gezi does. So I'm going to go Price and I'm going to go 10-6 again. Phil Bars? I am going for them both to shout a lot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, There's going to be a lot of testosterone on that stage. I think a bit like the Premier League game where it was who shout loudest and in the end they'll just laugh at each other but in a good way. Um, no, I think Gezi wins this one 10-7. I just saw signs at the end of his last game that he's turned up. I'm going to go... Uh, I don't know, actually. Where am I going to go with this game? Do you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go with Gavin Price, 10. Nathan Aspinall, 8. I'm going to go and give him an 8 on that one. I think it's going to be a closer game than most people think, so I'm going to go with that one. Gavin Price, 10. Nathan Aspinall, 8. That concludes our Grand Slam Daily Hope. Uh, you've enjoyed it uh, I'll be honest with you uh, th- th- there's been a couple of things where I've missed up the best up tonight and I apologise for that it's been a long week everybody uh, Jack Cubby Garwood Phil Bars thank you very much as always uh, for joining us here on the Grand Stamp Daily uh, so what have we learned well Simon Whitlock Jose de Sousa James Wade and Dimitri Vandenberg have all reached the quarterfinals who will join them on a fantastic Saturday night lineup? Michael Smith, Rob Cross, Damon Hetter against Devin Peterson, Michael Van Gerwen against Gary Anderson, and then Gerwin Price against Nathan Aspinall. Tomorrow on the show, we will know our entire quarterfinal lineup. Who would it be? Well, join us to find out from 7 o'clock on onlinedarts.com. But my blog will be there, of course, as always. Don't forget as well that you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. If you are away from a laptop or a phone on Saturday night, you can always follow across uh, all our social channels there and uh, never miss a result from that. You can also follow us on YouTube as well. Subscribe to us on YouTube right now. You can get all the reaction every single day as it happens with Phil Bars. Uh, and uh, the interviews you can join us there online darts tv of course you can follow us there as well and subscribe there on the live lounge make sure you don't miss that when we go to do that either wednesday or thursday this week it's probably going to be wednesday and uh, <laughs> we'll be back again as i say same time to start your sunday off uh, with you uh, whenever you wake up thanks again for listening hope you've uh, enjoyed it happy saturday from all of us here at online darts as we move forward with the Boyle Sports Grand Slam of Darts. Who will join Whitlock, D'Souza, Wade and Vandenberg in the last eight? We'll find out tomorrow. Take care. Goodbye. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.